0: Today's episode of M-Vibe Live Conversations podcast is sponsored by Anchor. Anchor is the easiest way to make a podcast. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. It's everything that you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started
1: diet, but not diet in terms of, you know, I don't mean the word diet in the sense of calorie restrictive. I mean, what is your diet? What are the things you're putting in your body? What are you doing good for yourself? But that's the other thing I would say. All right. So give yourself permission to take time for yourself every day. I think that's so important. And if it's five minutes or 10 minutes, take that time for yourself. You know, I love, and you all know I do, meditation. Today, for example, right before I was going to be meeting with Cheryl, I was kind of taking some notes for this podcast. My meditative state wasn't my normal kind of transcendental meditation. I went and sat on my patio for a little while and I watched the wind in the trees and I listened to the birds and there was this red dragonfly that kept flying by, which struck me. And so I, of course, looked up, what's the meaning of seeing a red dragonfly?" dragonfly, which are very rare as it turns out and pretty spiritually significant.
0: Welcome to the InVibe Life podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. By tuning in, you are joining a community that will inspire you to increase balance, wellness, and joy in your life. We'll offer expert information and insightful conversations to help us all on our journey to live more InVibe. For more information and articles, remember to also check out our website at InVibeLife.com. That's E N V I B E L I F E.com. And we're
1: grateful that you're here. Hi, and welcome to the In Vibe Life podcast with Amy Parker and Cheryl Dunn. um, we wanted to do a little bit of a check-in today. Something we're thinking about is like the in vibe check-in where we just feel like a lot is going on in the world right now. And even though we have addressed um, a lot about the COVID situation and stress and things going on in our bodies, we just feel like um, things are happening now in a way that we really have been talking about a lot between the two of us. And so we thought it might be beneficial to some of you to join in that conversation. So that's what we want to do here today. As you can see, we're in split screen again and recording this podcast where we really, really, really love to be together when we do these because we really feed off each other's energy. So I mean, there's one thing right there. But it's Let's see, we're recording this in the middle of July. So that means we have been going in and out of different levels of stay-at-home orders in Austin, Texas, where we are for four months now. Yeah, right?
0: oh. it's the beginning of March. Well, mid-March.
1: mid-March. So a really long time. And in Austin in particular, you know, for those first about two and a half to three months, our community spread wasn't really that vast or that, tremendous, but we were still all um, pretty much doing shelter at home orders. And now all of a sudden, uh, our rates of infection have gone tremendously up. So like just when you're at the point of exhaustion of the stay at home orders, we're having to all kind of buckle down and ramp it up. And so I don't know, Cheryl, you probably want to chime in here. Like, we've just been talking about how um long this is lasting. And that really even changes the stress of it. I mean, the stress of it when it first happened and the shock of it was something. And now I think it's kind of moving into something different and some kind of endurance test. We're in a marathon now, not a sprint.
0: Yeah, I think in the beginning, we got these orders of, okay, we're going to all stay home for two months. And I think we all thought, yes, we can do that. We can stay home Only go to the grocery store and do it in this sort of manner when you do that. And then all of a sudden, those two months were up. Here in Austin, some of our stuff was a little more lenient. We were allowed to do a little bit more. And we were really able to do that through May and part of June. And then all of a sudden, like, I know some of our, we moved to like level two. Level one was a minor opening and level two was a little bit more opening. And those levels might not be correct with what the city or state are saying, but I'm thinking on levels as far as like what my business opened, what my children were allowed to do. I'm thinking it on those levels. And the interesting part, just this week, um, my son's basketball team went from one level back down to the other level. So there's no more contact. They're still meeting, but um, no more scrimmages. It's just a bunch of drills so that they don't, come in contact with each other because one of the other teams that practices with us, a kid got it and a coach got it. And it hasn't really spread rapidly through all of them. But when one gets it, then everyone they're in contact with goes into two weeks of quarantine. So it kind of, even if you don't get it, it's a it's a, a spread of what needs to happen to keep everybody safe, right? Yeah. And I think that's going to be the interesting topic when we get closer to schools opening you know, how they're going to manage that. And Lord knows, I would not want to be in their shoes trying to
1: manage that. But uh, that's a good point, too, because when schools do start, I'm going to say start, not open in August and September, we're going to be on a big roller coaster because they really don't know what they're going to do or what's going to happen. And so that ability to just adapt and change and say, whatever comes today, I got this. I can handle it, I think it's going to become really important. And I think this is um, kind, main, of the theme. Say it again? kind of the theme of this coronavirus, day by day, it learning is. to adapt. You know? Know. I mean, that that's what I'm trying to put into words now. You know, so much of this is kind of what you and I, Cheryl, care so much about sharing that we've learned that we can help others. And so just a little bit about our story that some of you know is that we've been developing this idea for, I mean, we've been talking about a similar sort of business for a couple of years now. In Vibe Life, as you currently see, it has been in the works for over a year um, before we launched it. However, we launched during the middle of COVID, it, you know, April, let's say the beginning of April. Um, and so it, it's striking me right now that the things we're talking about, at first we were almost launching despite the fact that COVID was going on and saying, okay, well, COVID's out there. Should we hold back our launch or should we do it anyway? And we said, we're going to do it anyway. Like, this is what we've been planning. We're going to go ahead and do it. Where now I'm realizing that so many of the things we want to talk about really can specifically address the situation we're dealing with too. And it may seem crazy to some people listening to this. And of course, you've got to realize it did. But I think we're so passionate about these topics on an everyday basis, that it's becoming more and more clear to me, let's just get it out there over and over again. You know, we recently um, interviewed a Reiki master trainer. So that's one of the things we want to do is maybe present different options for coping with stress um, to you. And we're you know seeking to do that with others. But we also want to share some of our thoughts and the things that we personally have either found or used or used on clients or you know whatever that situation is.
0: And I think probably one of the um, things you most people have been hearing all their life is that exercise is one of those deals to cope with stress. Um, and I've seen two sides of that with the clients: some that really just kind of sat down for two months, and after that two months stay-at-home orders were over. They were like, I got to get back in the studio because I've been vacationing. They've been eating and drinking like crazy, and they were ready to get back. And then I've seen some people, which is interesting, that didn't come back in as quickly, but they're now starting to come back in. Um, They actually took a different approach during those two months, and they didn't drink, they ate healthy, they exercised, and they lost a ton of weight. And, And that's been some of the newer people coming back. Now what those people are coming back for is more of the physical therapy side because maybe they've hurt themselves or things are just feeling a little tight because they weren't doing their normal exercise. They maybe changed it up and ramped it up and it's all good and it's been all positive, but that's the new creep back end that I've seen, been seeing. And there's a place for um, different types of exercise within the same person, within the same body, even sometimes within the same hour, I find – uh Amy was telling me prior to recording that she's gotten back into more of when you say it's like a cardio kind of that you're doing.
1: Like um, yeah, and an at-home video program. So, you know, go out there to the online video programs you can get. But you know, one of the more intense sorts of workouts that I usually don't like things that pound on my body a lot, like my knees and ankles but just all of a sudden i'm feeling the need for that or i'm craving that almost like i'm so calm all the time i need that 30 minutes to bolt me every day it,
0: right now yeah and that that it's interesting that you brought that up because you know that sort of cardio really is needed on a cellular level but then i find some of the mindfulness is better on a neurological level but <laughs> Yeah, so yes, just yesterday, it's interesting. I have a client that um, has been dealing with an autoimmune thing over the last two years, I would say, year and a half, two years. She caught something traveling abroad, and it has created this um, autoimmune deal that has made her tissue act like it just freezes up, right? So she's Through this, the only exercise she's done is come in and do gyrotonic at our studio, which is very similar to Pilates and yoga if you don't know what gyrotonic is. Um, But yesterday, you know, we spent, it's like in this slow mindful movement, it's almost like you're reteaching your body how to find a pathway of movement that's not going to hurt it and that it's not going to put you in fear. But even this person that's been dealing with this, like couldn't hardly move, Type of situation within that hour, we had to do something that was safe that she could just move her body in a way that um, allowed her to kind of not think about it, right? Mm-hmm. And when she could move like that, there was this uh, the nervous, the fight or flight response sort of lets go of holding on to this fear of movement. When that fire flight lets go and she feels like, oh my gosh, I can kind of move in this safe space. Then it, it revs up the flow in the body and tells that nervous system to let go. And it just, it feels good. So then they leave with this state of, you know, we've biologically or we've physiologically, uh, muscularly and skeletally, we have worked on opening and creating a better posture. But neurologically, what I've done is made her feel like she can do more than when she than what she had when she walked in the door. And so that's what you're getting from this sort of cardio and what you refer to as like that pounding exercise. Amy, that's what you're getting from it. It's kind of a little bit of what you call the runner's high. Uh-huh. Yeah, it gives you a little bit of that. And it might not be something that your body, um, it might eventually your body might be like, okay, back off a little, Amy. But you you know the balance of. I need to do a little of this because it's doing something to me that I I know I need. And then you counterbalance it with your other work. It's a little bit more mindful, like your Pilates and gyrotonic and that kind of stuff that helps your body in a different way. So that when you go back and do that pounding, you're maybe doing it from a a better place than if you hadn't done the Pilates and gyrotonic.
1: Does that make sense? (laughs) It does. And it's made, so everything you just said made my mind go in about 18 different directions. So I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to hone it. The first thing I want to go back and talk about is you mentioned the fight or flight response. And this is something that you and I talk about a lot, because we believe a lot of people get um, revved up over things that put them in that adrenal response on a daily basis. And, um, you know, just to put this out there, neither one of us are doctors. Um, a psychologist, you know, so go research everything we're saying, but just kind of the one-on-one level of the way I understand it from the way I've read it is most of, you know, but really kind of think about it for a minute. What the fight or flight response is, is, you know, nature over time has developed or really since the beginning of time, maybe when uh, faced with a stress in their um, either physical or even mental environment um, will have a reaction. And it's sometimes called the stress response or the acute stress response. So it's really in response to stress, but the thought is it's a very terrifying sort of stress, right? It
0: creates a physical response
1: in the body and mental.
0: Yes. And mental. mental actually creates the physical. When the mental goes off, that's when it releases the hormone that creates yeah.
1: the stress. And so, you know, in response to this major stress, your body will either choose to take it on and fight it or to run like heck from it, you know, the fight or the flight. And then there's another one out there that's um, referred to as the freeze response that maybe in some cases the body decides it's better if I just stand in place and almost mentally zone out because this is just too much for me to bear and to protect myself emotionally. I need to just freeze kind of like a possum like a possum exactly (laughs) and um or cocooning yeah protecting yourself yes but but here's the thing then there's a lot of work right now that and that's really like when you think about that true 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 fight or flight response or freeze response you're talking about an immediate reaction to an imminent danger at least a perceived imminent danger um it it doesn't even matter if it's a real danger or just your fear of a danger, your body responds the same way, but that's the heart rate goes up. You start sweating, you you know, all of those um, reactions and your body, like Cheryl said, releases a lot of chemicals um, to help through it. And even like um, you might get hungry so that you eat more all of a sudden to prepare for what you're about to do. You might store more sugar. So you have it um, for whatever fight you're about to endure. But then you can also um, have chronic stress, which is, you know, just really a certain level of stress every single day. Um, and it's something that Cheryl and I had been talking a lot about for years as you know, something we thought that in vibe life could address or help people to address. Because we're concerned about how many people um, really are just in such a state of stress all the time. They're making themselves sick and maybe not living their best life and not happy. And there really are small things you can do if you're willing and at a place where you're ready for it um, to help those things. What I'm seeing right now is almost so bizarre to me or fascinating or whatever it is, because I just feel like in response to COVID, we've been told, you know, this big, tragic, horrible thing. COVID is out there. So you need to, we all need to fight it. We definitely need to flight from it. So stay in your house. I mean, it's like we've been put in an almost like community leader mandated fight or flight situation. And the super unique thing is almost every person on the planet is being told the same thing and being put in the same situation. So just from a global perspective, the anxiety in the whole world is elevated right now. And I just feel like it's going to be so fascinating one day, a year from now, three years from now, five years from now, people I think are going to be studying, first of all, this phenomenon. And second of all, still dealing with the effects of what people's bodies and minds and emotions went through as a result of this time.
0: Yes, And, um, You were talking about how the, like this long-term where, you know, we're going to see in a couple of years from now, when you do have this sort of constant, slow, steady release of the chemicals, that's when things kind of creep into your body that maybe they don't look like, okay, it's not you fighting the bear type of stress. But it's this little bitty fear of is the bear going to come? Is the bear going to come? And then one day your body can't take it anymore, and that's when we get autoimmune. This is when there's inflammation, which inflammation we know leads to heart disease, diabetes. It leads to a world of health effects, um, and your body can only take so much. Right.
1: Well, the other part of that, Cheryl, and I'm sorry I interrupted you all. Yeah. I to use that to you is that. You can also, you know, many of us have underlying genetic conditions. And so we have things that we're predisposed to, whether it's heart disease or diabetes or a lung disease or, you know, whatever it is. And one of the best ways to live your best life with those diseases is really to control stress, eat well. It is, you know, to try to mitigate the that genetic predisposition through lifestyle factors. So it's like I read one article that says it's like you're standing on the edge of a cliff and then chronic stress can be what they call the bulldozer effect of pushing you over that cliff. So it can be what you said that the chronic stress can lead to this list of conditions. Yep. Or if you are genetically predisposed to one of these conditions, the chronic stress can be the straw that broke the camel's back on it. Exactly. Exactly
0: and you can also it's like okay there's there, there's the bulldozer effect but if you constant if you can decrease that stress those predisposed conditions might not ever happen to you but right now like you said on a global scale the stress that we're all being put under is tremendous and um we want to lead to some tools to help people with that but also Tools and all choices to help you not have that stress because you know it's it's for I've seen this stress happen over and over and i and I'm gonna get pretty personal here but for example when my brother passed away within six months my mom had to have heart surgery and within a year my dad had cancer you know the stress of losing a child is right over the top and I saw it also and I had a couple of clients that lost children. And with literally, within that first year after that death, cancer set in, something pretty big and significant that triggered their body to have it, you know? And And and, all of
1: us can name one of those stories. Yes, exactly, and that's the bulldozer.
0: That child was the bulldozer that took it over the top, you know, and I think that um, hopefully, if we work on some stuff now during COVID, grab some tools that bring to a healthier lifestyle that we don't find on a global scale that bulldozer are within the next year or two and us have a ton of people really sick from the stress that we've put on ourselves and that maybe, you know, government mandates and that kind of stuff has put on us as well. I'm not saying that, you know, all of us put on ourselves, but if we can not have that going through, we can have it come out of COVID healthier than how we came into it.
1: And so let's let's see there are two different pieces to what we just said. One piece is um, try to use this as an opportunity to live a healthier life in general, if you can. And by the way, that's a good idea all the time, right? Right. (laughs) I mean, and I'll get, you know, just on a personal basis for me, I have some underlying genetic stuff. Stuff and I'll just leave it there. But it even make me predisposed to cardiac issues, and I can't out diet it. I can't out exercise it. I can't out anything it. And I'm monitored on an annual basis. And what my cardiologist tells me is the only thing you can do is live a really healthy lifestyle and hope to mitigate it. And you can't take it away. It's still there. Do what you. And can there's a
0: lot of people, of people that have those sort of things. Mm-hmm you know, that there's nothing you can do about it. But if you choose that healthier lifestyle, and I don't want to sound like I'm preaching, I just want to, you know, that if we choose it, then we can maybe make things better for
1: mm-hmm. ourselves. I think yeah. I have. I mean, I, this isn't saying that I still won't have that heart attack young, but I do know that the quality of my life in recent years has been really high compared to if you'd look at my laundry list of conditions I could point to, and it could look a lot different. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's what I do know. So I know I'm not preventing anything, but kind of living the best life every day and doing what I can. And so that's like, so, you know, and some of the things are go hand in hand um, on what you can do to help, um, sort of live your best life, live a wellness lifestyle, a balanced lifestyle, are really the same things we would suggest, Cheryl, to face the chronic stress and that bear on the loose right now. Yep. Anyway, I, so the first one that comes to mind is diet. Diet, I, yeah. I mentioned that earlier. Some people have taken this as an opportunity to really um, clean up their diet, it, you know. Look. Their way of eating, maybe eliminate or reduce alcohol, things like that.
0: And I would have to say that, like, um, by no means am I a dietitian. I think looking listen to our podcast with the balanced body uh women is gonna give you a better perspective on nutrition. But I think a good safe place to start if you're trying to watch your diet is try and keep, eat food closest to its original state as possible the more processed it is the more you know that it doesn't look like it did when it came out of wherever you're getting it from whether it was vegetables out of the earth or you know meat straight from the cow that kind of stuff you know just as close to its normal process as possible is i think one of the healthier Ways to go. Now, I'm not saying that other there aren't extenuating circumstances to that. People that have allergies and stuff like that. For example, my son has not, nut allergies, so for him to eat a cashew would probably be deadly, right? But that. <laughs> so there are extenuating circumstances, but um, that's one of the things I try and do personally as myself because I haven't found in the past eliminating one particular like. Eliminating carbs or eliminating meat or any, you know, eliminating a whole food group for me has not been ideally what my body loves. Um, so I just try and stay as close to the natural processes.
1: We've just started talking, having this conversation in our household the last few days. And the takeaway, at least for me, or the way it helps me to think about it, is how am I benefiting my body by what goes in it? you know, rather than thinking about what am I taking out, think about what am I putting in? And is it doing something positive for me, which means I said, like my job, I think over the next couple months is to get more educated on more things I could add to my diet on a daily or weekly basis that are really beneficial Mm -hmm. to health.
0: Yeah. And that would be a good Whenever when you find that information, that would be great for our audience. Because
1: yeah, I'd love to bring <laughs> talk about it. That would be even better. So give yeah. us comments, give us some ideas. Okay, so that that's one idea. Of course, is um, diet, but not diet in terms of you know. I don't mean the word diet in the sense of calorie restrictive. I mean, what is your diet? What are the things you're yeah. putting? your body? What are you doing good for yourself? But that's the other thing I would say, all right, so give yourself permission to take time for yourself every day. I think that's so important. And if it's five minutes or 10 minutes, take that time for yourself. Uh, You know, I love and you all know I do meditation. Today, for example, right before I was going to be meeting with Cheryl, I was kind of taking some notes for this podcast my meditative state wasn't my normal kind of transcendental meditation. I went and sat on my patio for a little while and I watched the wind in the trees and I listened to the birds and there was this red dragonfly that kept flying by, which struck me. And so I of course looked up, what's the meaning of seeing a red dragonfly, which are very rare as it turns out and pretty spiritually significant. But that was kind of cool and fun, but that was like, I just needed to get outside. And so, and that was, like I said, I'm doing a different kind of exercising all of a sudden this week. I also did a different sort of meditative practice right there, but just took gave myself, it feels indulgent to lay on your patio outside, but stop worrying about that. Give yourself permission. That's, that is so good. Cause
0: I feel like when I do stop and give myself that me time, I have to tell myself, it's okay. And what's really bad is sometimes I go, it's okay, because you already did that, da da, da 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 or it's okay, because later you're going to do this, you know, I have to have that sometimes that middle conversation. But not only do I do that to myself, like, I will sometimes look around and look at a family member and be like, are you kidding me? It's the middle of the day. What are you doing sitting on the couch, you know, when, and then I need to let that go. <laughs> And I don't say it, but I'm thinking it, you yeah. know, and I know they know I'm thinking it because within 10 minutes, it'll be, oh, now I have this and this and this planned. Can you tell that they live uh, with super type A? <laughs> mm. almost like they're justifying why they were laying around. Or maybe that that's my
1: projection
0: of it, which is probably yeah. a little bit more realistic.
1: But, and it's so important. I mean, and that's just a tiny physical representation of what I'm saying in the more global sense of take some breaks during the day. You know, take time to make a cup of tea for yourself or whatever that little thing is instead of saving it up for after dinner at night. <laughs> you know. Also, I think
0: if what helps me, too, is realizing that when I do those little things for myself, it's not just for myself. It's for my family, it's for my co-workers, it's for you, you know, it's for the people that have to interact with me, right? So if I do that stuff, I'm in a better place, I'm a little happier, my energy is a little more up, and so therefore, if so I'll say one of my children makes me mad, I'm not going to react like this, because I'm not so, you know, I'm just in a better place, and I'll be a little bit more like, well, you know what, it's okay that you spilled carry Dr. Pepper on the white rug <laughs> and didn't tell me for two weeks that it happened. <laughs> Seriously? I was like,
1: yeah, totally different subject. <laughs> so, today Leads to kind of the next tip or goes hand in hand with it. And we did a whole podcast on setting boundaries and where we called it a positive practice of setting yeah. boundaries. What are you saying? Yes. To. That goes hand in hand with taking time for yourself. It's okay to put that boundary around yourself or your time, even if it's for something you consider indulgent, like that cup of tea or lying down outside for 20 minutes or whatever. But even we were both joking before we came on here, Cheryl. I mean, you see my extra set of doors closed behind me because I was having a I was having a hard time keeping a kid out of this room, and my dogs are on the other side of another set of doors barking. And so, I mean, that's the most physical boundary I can imagine. Is I'm going to close two sets of doors between me and all the rest of you people, so I can come and record a podcast. I did close the door, and somehow it's gotten open, and so that's
0: why you can hear. And I'm going to say, I'm going to tell him real fast. Silence. Close your door. (laughs)
1: That is another reality of COVID. No, and, uh, you know, working together in the same house for an extended period of time, have those discussions instead of getting frustrated by, oh, I can't ever get anything done, or they just won't understand I need to get this done, talk to them and say, look, I really need to get this done. So what do I need to do in order for you to see that I need you to not walk into this space during that time? And I think that's very real because this is going to go into the fall. I just don't see how it's not. I, again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a government official. But it, two and two doesn't equal four to me for it's not extending into the school year.
0: Yeah, I don't, I don't see. I think that this is a new lifestyle. At I mean, I think they, that we're going to get back out there. and We're going to be doing more. But uh, we'll never go back to the way that things were, kind of like how travel after 9-11 was never
1: the same. Right, you know, Uh, but yeah. And so then another thing that comes to mind that we've already talked about is don't undervalue nature. Yeah, first of all, you know, Google it again. I'm no scientist or expert, but a lot of stuff out there about the benefits of vitamin D, particularly when it's natural vitamin D um, for all sorts of conditions and possibly even COVID. Try to get outside some, but again, like I said before this podcast, I just needed to walk away from the screen and look at some, yeah, in the breeze, and that just that, just watching that dragonfly fly around helped me so much to get centered and where I needed to be to then kick it into another gear for the next few hours.
0: Yeah, outside nature, it's, it can be very peaceful,
1: and I know you like to run outside. You start yeah. that a lot. Mm -hmm. I like
0: to start my runs outside, especially in the summer when it's so hot. I like to get out in the morning before the cars are out, Mm -hmm. you know, and that's a different time of day. It's I really love it. It's become one of my favorite time of days. my family's not up yet. Mm -hmm. Nobody's really out yet. There might be the few runners that we all kind of know each other. But it's interesting. It's like they're almost in the same state I am. We all give each other a wave and a look, but no one's there to talk. You know, we all just, yeah, yeah we're, we're there to,
1: Beautiful. Mm-hmm,
0: it's, yeah. it's nice. So we've talked about exercise. We've talked about meditation. Um, we've talked about diet. All of those are really important choices to be making, right? Um, anyway. Yeah. Time for yourself. And I think one of the biggest reminders that I try and, um, probably instill in my children and my clients is that we have a choice here and I'm not saying we have a choice to stay home or go out But our mood and our mindset we have a choice with that um it doesn't mean it's always an easy choice there are days that I definitely get stressed out or worried or this or that has to happen and you know I get like that but the choice is to be to to take that mental step back And to say in my head, maybe all is well, all is well, you know, and you can take a deep, a deep breath. And, you know, and I also have to tell myself, this is a little true confession is that you don't have to speed from point A to point B in your car. You can actually drive the speed limit (laughs) and it would be okay. And you can relax and, you know, you're getting there two minutes faster. Isn't that big of a deal. So just
1: slow down and actually in, enjoy driving (laughs) That what you were saying too about the choosing and by the way just we have another podcast out there about choosing happiness and it can be a behavior pattern you effectuate for yourself and how you react to stress um can make a big difference in your life i'm just gonna like leave the note of we've already kind of been talking about it but haven't said explicitly you know maybe make lemonade out of lemons okay so we're in this time that's extremely stressful and difficult but are there some things you could do that you wouldn't otherwise have done first of all maybe personal reflection and what are you learning about yourself and your family and the world through all of this that's gosh I mean that alone is perfect and not a lot of us take the time to do that but I mean maybe even something more direct like okay now I do have time to cook for myself more or watch a video on how to cook something I've always wanted to and then I'm going to do it learn something new, learn a new language, start a new practice, um, create I think something you haven't done before.
0: I think um, this would be a, for someone maybe who's never been a journal, journaler, I don't know if that's a real word, but this would be a great time to start a daily journal. Because think about in 50 years from now, this time in our lives is going to be in the history books as monumental And so if you were the grandparents or the great grandparent that journaled through this time and were able to pass that down of what our daily lives were really like, I I think
1: that would be such a treasure to give the next generation. And stay tuned on our website at invibelife.com and on these podcasts, because Cheryl and I are also developing some ideas for that, 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 you know, uh, we will try to help guide people through it. If, that seems over, or any of these things seem overwhelming to you. But, you know, just really, there's no right and wrong way to do any of this.
0: Right, completely, Mm -hmm. completely. And and I think one of the biggest things that I think people need to do is trust themselves a little bit more, like how you were saying you felt you needed to do that other side, other kind of exercise, some, and add that when you just trusted that feeling. Mm -hmm. right? Right. And, and that's the most important part is, listen to the whispers, right? Listen to the little knocks telling you to go one way or go the other way and trust your intuition. And um, when you start to trust that, you start to listen for it more. And when you're listening for it, it speaks to you more. So it's kind of, I often tell my children, especially if they're complaining about something, I say, you will find what you are looking for. Mm -hmm. Right. So there, if you're trusting your intuition, you're looking for guidance from uh, that's God, right? Jesus, whatever you seek out there on the other side or in the spiritual world, wherever you're looking for your guidance, it will be there. But you have to learn to listen for it, and I think that's a muscle we have to exercise. And you exercise it through your meditation, right? Right. And I think that as a team, you and I exercise that in our development of this in vibe life, right? That's an exercise that we work on for guidance and where we're going. Um, And the beauty I think of this team is that you and I talk about what we're getting
1: guidance wise, right? And And the The reason we did this podcast today is we both just said, we feel like there's a message that needs to get out there about how stressful this, Yeah.
0: Yeah. And how normal it is that we feel that it's stressful. Mm -hmm. But that's normal. Everybody feels that way. Yes, you and I are coming on here and giving tips on how to decrease the stress. But in reality, you and I are dealing with the stress of it too, right? And I I think that's important for people to realize that because I feel like sometimes people look at others and think, oh, well they don't have this that I have and they don't have this that I have, like the child in the background turning on the water, right? (laughs) Um but no, we're all in this same storm. We might be in different ships, but we're all in the same storm. And so our ships are all maneuvering these waves from this storm. Right. Mm -hmm. So everybody's ship might look a little different, but we're all in it together. And it's gonna day to day, week to week. Yeah, and that's probably one of the hardest things, especially for someone who's type A. Type A likes to kind of be able to take control a little and plan like what tomorrow's going to be like and this is what I'm going to do. And then when it doesn't happen that way because all of a sudden the store I absolutely needed to go to is not open,
1: right? Mm -hmm. That's a little
0: frustrating for someone who likes to have a plan. So um, it's been a little humbling and a life lesson to know that, Sometimes you gotta let go of the plan and plan B becomes maybe better than plan A. Mm-hmm. You
1: know, and be okay with that.
0: Mm-hmm. So
1: So I have a yeah. feeling this is like many things gonna be a continued discussion because it really is, gosh, think about what did life look like on March first or February first to you. What were you thinking about then versus today? And now what are we gonna be saying at Thanksgiving? Right.
0: In February I was planning a trip to the other side of the world.
1: Right. And I would be
0: there at the end of April for a couple of weeks.
1: I would be let that me didn't happen. That. <laughs> I would be, yeah, in Eastern Europe in two days. Had this Isn't that,
0: mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's crazy. So I think that we just I think one of the beauties is is look for the lessons that um, will create a positive response, and how do we carry those over as life continues to change? Bring the good stuff with us and ditch the bad behind us.
1: And just realize it's going on for a while, so you might as well implement some skills to deal with it.
0: Yeah, completely.. Okay. Well, I hope that we gave enough information today to kind of maybe spark a little light in your life that's listening and that you maybe had some tips. If you have any questions or anything you want to add to it or anywhere you want to maybe lead our viewers as well, then leave those in the comments below because we really embrace what is out there with our people that are paying attention to us. So
1: yeah, we're great to see you and wish you well. Yeah. Thanks for listening. Bye.
0: Thank you for listening to the in vibe life podcast. For more information and to join our community, be sure and check out our website at www.invibelife.com. We look forward to sharing with you.